okay. It's all happening. So, Alice, we're here today to talk about your favorite novel of all time. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Would you like to introduce it? I just know how much you love it. Um, yeah, sure. Um, we're here to talk about normal people. <laughs> Is it Sally Rooney? Sarah yeah. Rooney? Sally Rooney, yeah. Sally Rooney. Yay! <laughs> Was that enthusiastic enough? <laughs> um, I mean, I think it gave it the enthusiasm it deserves. So I think that we need to, like, back up and just state that, like, this is this was a book for us where like we had the odd experience of like it felt like everyone else in the world really loved it. Yeah. <laughs> like it had a lot of great reviews. People were like calling Sally Rooney the voice of our generation and we both read this book and were like we hated it. Yes. Okay, yeah. So the exact history of this book is I read it and I read it really quickly. I will give her it's a very consumable piece of like fiction. I will give her that. You know, like it was very easy to get through. But I read it and I wanted to throw my like Kindle across the <laughs> room. And then I went online exactly like expecting to find a review that would like mirror my feelings to kind of like bathe in that and like get that catharsis. And every fucking review was so positive that I felt like a crazy person. So I literally, I texted you and I was like, you need to read this fucking book, which I hated. <laughs> Because <laughs> I feel like I'm going insane. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. <laughs> so, agreed. I then read it and also hated it. Um, and I went back and pulled up our text messages from last July when we read this book. Um, so, we can get into those, which is delightful. But um, and the reason it's coming back up now is that now there's also a uh, Hulu series. Uh, they adapted um, this book into a TV show. Why? Unclear. Um, but I could not get through the TV show. Like, I... I I just couldn't do it. I physically could not do Your it. Heart, we'll get more into this, but I, I made it through the TV show kind of in the like in the way that I've been making it through a lot of content right now where I just kind of have it on in the background while I'm doing other things. Yeah. I feel like there were certain things they did better and certain things that they probably did worse, but I could definitely see how it would be difficult to get through. Um, before we go into like a summary, I was like reflecting on this. And I, <laughs> I like have I re I like coined a term for what I feel like you and I are going through. <laughs> yeah, I would call it the Mugatu effect. <laughs> okay. Mugatu in Zoolander. Yep. So yep. Will Ferrell plays this over-the-top character Mugatu who hates Derek Zoolander, and part of the reason he hates Derek Zoolander is he does not get why everyone else likes him. And there's this moment where he's like, "Am I taking crazy pills here? He has one look." <laughs> and I feel like that's kind of what happened with normal people. Like I, at baseline, did not like the book. But then I feel like it got, my hatred got amped by just the fact that everyone else loved it. So one, I was even more confused and more inclined to hate it. And two, I felt like I needed to hate it to kind of help balance the scales of yeah. to a place of like more objective reviewing. <laughs> you know, it also reminds me of like, 
um you know like and i'm trying to think of it like like remember the movie garden state like that was an example of a movie where it was like like i also feel like there might have been other like when you watched garden state like you were like what the fuck is this this doesn't make any sense and like but there was like a subset of people that pretended like it was like really deep and really intellectual and like if you didn't like it you just didn't quote get it and you like weren't smart enough to like understand the depths of a movie that just like baseline didn't make any fucking sense Mm -hmm. and i sort of feel like that with this book where it's like i'm like are like other people just like pretending to like it because it seems like like cool and intellectual or like do they actually like it? I think that could be true I also feel like thinking of Garden State specifically like there was a subset of people that liked viewing themselves in this kind of like indie depressed like has this like I don't know soundtrack called like the shins music that they were like yeah it's my life, yeah. man and I feel like there's a certain amount of people that are like looking back at that book this book being like oh yeah that's my life and it's like right like it has that same ambiance like you're saying of like you feel like you should be listening to the shins while you're yeah. reading it <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's kind of like wallowing in like the things you don't like about yourself but like you, yeah. but they actually mean that like i have character like that kind of vibe right. <laughs> right. um yeah i think i think that's that's probably a little bit what's going on here. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, to do just a, um, brief summary, basically, uh, two people, um, Marianne and Connell, they meet in high school, a lot of nothing happens, and then the book ends. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like that's, is that not a succinct summary? That's not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I just, I guess, and like, this is something that I text you, like, looking back at our text messages, um, from July of 2019, I was like, um, I really wanted to know what happened next for some reason, but that was weird because I also felt like nothing happened in the whole fucking book. <laughs> it was all about personalities and psychoanalysis, but was also somehow lacking in character development. Yeah. And I feel like that is a very succinct summary. Like, it's about this, like, relationship, I guess what you could call, like, first love between these characters, Marianne and Connell, who go to high school together. Like, they grew up together in the same town. And there's some, like, class differences that, like, you know, complicate things. Also, Marianne is weird as fuck and nobody likes her. And Connell is, like, popular. Um, so, like, his attraction to her is, air quotes, embarrassing for him. Um, so, but, like, like, it's all, it's, like, supposed to be, like, this analysis of their relationship, but I guess, like, one of my first major complaints about it was that, like, I don't feel like we get to see a lot of their relationship, and it's, like, there's a lot of sex scenes, but there's not a lot of dialogue, and there's not a lot of, like explanation of like why are these two people drawn to each other what keeps them sort of like as the book progresses they go to college together like they enter adulthood and they sort of like maintain this connection and this on again off again relationship that seems to be this like like deep connection that like neither of them can avoid or deny and you're like but why like we don't actually like get any evidence of like how they support each other how they are important to each other like what the fuck do they talk about when they're together like it's just basically like 
the author tells us that they're important to each other and like we're just supposed to baseline accept that when like the only evidence that we or the only things about their relationship that we do see are sort of like either them having sex and then like connell being a douche to marianne over and over and over again so i'm just like unclear on like how that is the basis for this like strong relationship that we're all supposed to like deeply relate to and be like oh high school love like i just what are we talking about no i think i think that's very true like you've just given me a lot to react to so i'm gonna try to like break it down but yeah i completely co-sign everything that you're saying. <laughs> sorry i really went on a rant no, but I-, <laughs> I like it, again it was very cathartic for me because i was like yes this is the review i needed this is why i forced you to read this book <laughs> like thanks for that again um no, I think, I think that's absolutely true. I think the way the book is formatted, it's done where they jump into the future a lot, which is, you know, like each chapter is like a, maybe like a year later. So like that's part of it. You don't really get to see the like kind of quiet moments where their relationship might evolve. You only get to see like the dramatic moments and it's always done for drama. And your point too about like, oh, it just feels like sex scenes is like even more apparent in the TV show. Like the TV show, it's just like awkward sex between two very pale people and then like scenes of miscommunication. Like the whole book is just them failing to talk to each other and failing to communicate in a way that's really, really frustrating. And then your point too about like, you don't understand their relationship. It isn't really shown, it's just told to you. I felt that way about Connell as a character. Like a lot of the times they kept being like, Connell is so great. And he's so, you know, he's so smart and intellectual. And like, we just don't see it. And it's like even more apparent in the TV show. There's this moment. I don't know if you made it this far, but like, there's this moment where they're like in Italy and Marianne was like, oh my God, the letters you sent me were just so great. You know, they were so literary or something and groundbreaking. Like, she was, like, effusive about these damn letters. And I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. We never got to hear them. Fast forward a year later, she's in Sweden. And they actually, like, show some of the emails between the two of them. And, like, his email to her is like, how are you doing? How is Sweden? Is it great? (laughs) Are you fucking kidding me? It does, like, along that same line, it feels like a book where, like, like, Connell does, like, the absolute bare minimum. Like, he will show Marianne, like, the bare minimum of human kindness, and they're like, isn't he the best guy that's ever lived? And you're like, what the fuck? Like, how is this the bar for, like, human interaction that we're setting for this bro? Like, like, and, like, they do that throughout the book because, like, one other thing that happens is, like, so as they move forward in time, Marianne has these like other relationships like she dates this sort of like pseudo fascist in college and then this like fucking swedish guy that's like really into bdsm like beating the shit out of her and like that's actually too from like what i've read sort of like somewhat uh lightened in the tv show and potentially a detrimental way like explanation that we get is that like marianne hates herself so she like thinks that this is like the sort of treatment that she deserves Um, and, like, so, like, in contrast to that, like, Connell, who is not a fascist and doesn't physically abuse Marianne, is supposed to, like, look like 
this fucking hero yeah. that's like, but like he actually arguably is like sort of like emotionally abusive to her especially in high school yeah. and like i just don't like again like not being a fascist it's like not a high like it no. feels like the bare minimum like the bar is on the floor <laughs> So fucking true. First of all, there's this scene in the TV show where like his friends give him a hard time for just being quiet, and they're like, "I feel like because you're quiet, girls like think you're deep and you're interesting." And I was like watching the TV show, and I just out loud went, "Fucking yes!" <laughs> that is the character. Um, so I was like, you know, I think they were doing it to be like, "Oh no, he really is deep," but I was doing it being like, "Yeah, that's his character. He's nothing." But it's so true like every time they fast forward with Marianne um her relationships keep getting worse and worse so that's the only reason I started rooting for her and Connell as a character because like her her like dudes started with a holocaust denier and then didn't think it was possible each time it got worse (laughs) well and like you know and I think from what I did watch of the show they also really lightened like this fact but like marianne like in the book from what we understand like marianne's both her father and her brother are like physically abusive to her Mm -hmm. um and like this is sort of like this is sort of supposedly where like this some of this self-hatred comes from and then like why she's so willing to accept um like you know abuse basically under the guise of like bdsm from future boyfriends and like it's sort of like one of those things where it's sort of like thrown out as like a cool edgy idea in the book and it's just like never really fully like addressed in any satisfying sort of way like that's a really upsetting (laughs) thing to like you know explain about a character or explore in a character and like one of the most frustrating things and i think you talked about this in our text messages is like that like like marianne has like all of this like legitimate trauma in her past and all of these sort of like legitimate big issues that she's trying to figure out in her adulthood and yet connell is the one that we see go to therapy and like get help and not fucking marianne and like there is absolutely like no recognition of how like the way that connell treats marianne in high school which is like to like time and time again be embarrassed by her and like deny to his friends that he even like knows her let alone it's like having sex with her on a regular basis and like having this relationship with her and like there's no recognition of the fact that like his behavior actually probably like added to some of these feelings Um, like low self-worth and low self-esteem in marianne and like if anything he's presented as the solution to those when like he's the fuck part of the fucking problem and it's bullshit that like it's very like duggar-esque to be like we are going to help one of the perpetrators get help but not allow the victim to have any sort of healing or catharsis or psychological assistance of any kind totally totally i'm so glad you brought this up because this was one of my biggest problems and look i'm all for everyone getting therapy like i think we'd all be a lot better off so like i'm fine with connell getting therapy but like to have him get therapy and not her is like legit insane and then the fact that they again like the whole book is them just like not communicating but the fact that they never really discussed the role that he played in high school to kind of perpetuate these feelings. Cause 
Look, obviously the relationship she had with her brother um, and her father, like probably did the most damage, but like his, his treatment of her was fucking damaging. And we see that get perpetuated through his actions in college too. Again, kind of exasperated by like this absolute failure or to fucking have a conversation. But like, yeah, it was really fucking frustrating to me. And then there's the scene in the in the TV show where she finally opens up to him about like some of like her history of abuse at her hand at the hands of like her brother. And he just gets angry at her and she, he's like, "Why did you never tell me this?" And then like tries to make out with her and I was just like, "What? Well, he has a girlfriend." And I was just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> this isn't about you, bro. Not everything is about you. <laughs> and again, again, like, hey, if this if the author's intent was just to show that like sometimes like, you know, sometimes you have a relationship that you idealize but is actually like fucked up and toxic to both of you. Um, and you have to cut ties, like, then I'd be on board. But the whole premise of the book is that, like, sometimes you have these beautiful, important relationships that unfortunately just, like, have to go their own way, but you'll always remember what they brought into your life. And and that just feels like, oh, just like a glossing over of some, like, really fucked up shit. (laughs) Yeah, no, exactly. Because it is, like, it's not portrayed as, like a difficult relationship it's sort of like put up on this pedestal as like you know like this is what great first love is like and you know isn't this relatable to all of us and you're like no because i didn't like just semi dated like weird abusive bro in high school so like it's not really <laughs> i just like don't understand like those emails don't you also want to get a very bland email from some dude asking how sweet it is from some fucking white dude named Connell. Oh my god. Like, I just don't, and like, so yeah, it just there's just so much, and I just wanna, I just wanna, um return, um so like, this is a major spoiler, so if you're planning to like, read this fucking book which, why, why, why pause, I love the idea that someone would like, listen to us rumors about this for like, 15 minutes straight, and then be like yeah, that sounds like a great book. I really I have to read this out. book. Well, you know what? You ranted at me about how much you hated it, and then I read it, so yeah, it's possible. I mean, maybe people will just want to know whether we're right or not. I think that's true, but I put that less on like my my like sellers <laughs> book, which I absolutely did not, and more on you just being like a really great friend. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. So, major spoiler: if you're planning to read the book or watch the TV show. Um, so, like, the way that this book ends was like completely unsatisfying. And I know that I have like my own like I'm an idealist, so I sort of have this thing in fiction where I demand that things get resolved in the way resolved in the way that I want them to. Um, I'm not a fan of cliffhangers and I'm not a fan of vague endings and I'm not a fan of like what people think are quote realistic endings. Um, like I, I want it to fucking end and I want you to wrap it up for me and I want it to be the way that the story should end. This is fucking fiction, not real life and we're reading it because you can fix the problem. Like you can fix it, right? Like you, you get to write it and it annoys the shit out of me that like this book ends with them having like so basically Connell gets like this offer to do like an MFA in America and he like tells Marianne about it and she's vaguely like oh you should go and then there's this like like 
paragraph about her thoughts of like i don't know what this means for me and connell but then she doesn't fucking ask him what it means for them and they don't have a conversation about it and the book just ends like maybe they'll stay together maybe they won't we're not gonna fucking tell you because fuck you and you're like why no. why is this the ending it's like this is the smallest miscommunication of all like the all it is is a simple like instead of this soliloquy where she asks herself in her mind whether or not they'll stay together just ask Ask him out loud, maybe. Just, no. you know? It's so just- true. First of all, okay, again, so many things to react to. First of all, I really appreciate that you, like, were, like, what you said about, like, wanting it to be resolved and wanting to get the ending that you want and not liking a realistic ending. Because I often feel the same way, but then feel bad about it. Like, oh, I must not be, like, a literary person because, like, you know, like, I I don't appreciate, like, the realistic, like, cliffhanger ending, blah, blah, blah. So it really helps me to hear you say that. Second of all, yeah, no, this fucking ending was bullshit. Like, it's the thing that, like, yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of the book to begin with, but this ending was, like, the thing that made me want to light it on fire. Because <laughs> um, you're right. Like, yeah, it was a total miscommunication um, or, like, just them not talking to each other that actually felt really reminiscent of this big breakup they'd had, like, as freshmen in college where Connell ended up, like, going back home because, like, he lost his apartment Um, And he wanted to stay with Marianne, but he never asked her. And then he was like, so I guess we're seeing different people. And then they just broke up. And it was like, wait, what? And so this felt like the same thing where it was like, oh, I like applied to this MFA program and I never really told you, but I don't know if I want to go. And she was like, oh, I think you should go. And then they just like ended it. And there was like no discussion of like her maybe like coming with him. The show, I will say, did a better job with this where... He still didn't tell her she was apl- he was applying to, like, a graduate program. When you're seriously dating someone, that's not the best move. But, like, they talked it through. And rather than having, like, this conversation just all happen in, like, one instance, like, she was like, hey, like, he was like, oh, I'm not going to go. And she's like, no, I think you should think about it. So, like, they, like, actually had there be, like, some thought process. And then, like, the conversation they had felt like it was a little bit more of a back and forth. And, like, she actually was able to say, like, oh, no, I want to stay in Ireland because, like, I'm actually finally content with my life. And, like, that felt good. Like, you know, like, I was like, okay, I'm a little bit better with this horrible ending. Yeah, well, because that's not as horrible of an ending because actually, okay, so two things to add to that. So I just need everyone to know that the actual last line of the book, which I, as a sidebar, it really fucking annoys me that there's no quotation marks in this Oh, my God, I'm so glad you said that because I wanted to say that. Yeah, there are no quotation marks for really what feels like no other reason than pretension. Like I, like, yeah. maybe it could be like, oh, you want like their 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 uh, their inner dialogues to like merge with their outer dialogues so that you're like more in their headspace or like some bullshit. But no, it really just reads as pretentious as fuck. <laughs> it's bullshit. Um, it's, it's, I like. Yeah. Learn how to use do grammar correctly. Thanks. I don't understand. I would argue, Kelly, can we actually read the last two paragraphs? Yeah. Would you like to read them out loud? Okay. Sure. Okay. Last two paragraphs. She closes her eyes. He probably won't come back, she thinks. Or he will, differently. What they have now, they can never have back again. Oh, and then I highlighted this sentence. But for her, the pain of loneliness will be nothing to the pain that she used to feel of being unworthy. 
He brought her goodness like a gift, and now it belongs to her. Meanwhile, his life opens out before him in all directions at once. Fucking hated that line. (laughs) Um, They've done a lot of good for each other. Really, she thinks. Really. Yeah. If you want to convince me, really throwing that second really. (laughs) Really. Really. People can really change one another. And then do you want the last two sentences? (laughs) Sure. Then she maybe says out loud, but unclear because Sally Rooney refuses to use correct punctuation. (laughs) You should go, she says. I'll always be here. You know that. First of all, why? Why would you always be here for this fucking douchebag? I don't understand. What? Why? Who are you just... What's the reason? But second I would also like to do a dramatic reading of a text message that you sent me about um, these last two paragraphs, which is, why the fuck does his life get to open up in all directions while she just gets to be lonely? Girl, find someone better. Or, novel idea, be by yourself and don't be lonely. <laughs> um, and I think that that's exactly, like, it seems unfair. Like, again, just like how Connell got to go to therapy and she didn't, like, like Connell always gets to, like, move his life forward in a more positive direction. And for Book Marianne, that just, like, never seems to happen. Yeah. And, and like, it's it's such a frustrating, like, wh- like the easiest fucking solution to the and the best ending to this book is him, like, showing enough growth to be like, Marianne, would you like to come to America with me? Yeah. Not that fucking hard. Shows some character development, shows some growth, shows that he's matured and maybe fucking learned something for once in his life. And he's... <laughs> No, it's it's so true. I also think plot-wise, the New York MFA really doesn't make much sense beyond him being a writer because, like, some of his whole depression thing was, like, feeling out of place in Dublin, like, because he's this Irish country boy. Does he really think New York fucking city is going to help with his depression? (laughs) It just felt like this, like, oh, we need to tear them apart. You know, like, it, and it, can, it has to be, like, a dramatic thing. It can't just be a, like, oh, like, you know, I have a lot of love for you, but, like, I realized, you know, a relationship isn't what makes sense. Like, we need to have, like, some dramatic thing. And, yeah, the fact that, like, the fact that his life gets to, like, span out in all directions, the connotation being that hers does not, and that she is standing in one place in Ireland with none of that TV context of, oh, she actually really likes her life in Ireland, and it's just like, I'll be here waiting. And the fucking lie of him bringing so much goodness to her life, like a (laughs) gift. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And it's... Just explain to me how. What did he do? It, name one thing in the book that he did that was good. I, I don't understand. He sent you an email to ask you how Sweden was. I don't understand. Like, what exactly is it that he did? I don't get it. I don't know that he wasn't a Holocaust denier. That he wasn't like you know physically abusive. You know. Um, really the right. lowest of the low, and that also what scares me is like I have no. I have no, look, there were so many times in the book where I was actually excited for the next chapter because they did this fast forward thing, right? Yeah. There were so many times where I would get to a Marianne chapter where I was like, this is going to be the time where she gets her shit together and Connell will be like, oh, I'm an ass. You know, like it will be like, Connell will see her like living her best life and recognize that like he did not treat her well, you know, like it's kind of like that, like, um. I don't know, kind of like the she's all that moment, I guess. Right. right. 
Well, and I think, I think like what annoys me about that line of like, he brought her goodness like a gift and now it belongs to her is like that line implies that merely by like being attracted to her, he has like done her some huge favor. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, she's like this in and like less so in the TV show because obviously it's a TV show. So they have to pick like a conventionally attractive girl and like not make her gross in any way. Like in, in the book, Marianne in high school is like, Maybe she doesn't shower a lot. She has armpit hair. She's kind of fucking weird. Like, nobody likes her. And, like, so, like, it's it's frustrating. Like, the story isn't, like, you know, like, he likes her because of that. And he, like, learns to be proud of it. And, like, maybe, like, was initially embarrassed. But then, like, learns that he shouldn't have been. And is, like, apologetic to Marianne about it. The thing is, like, she should be thankful that he liked her despite how fucking gross and weird yeah. she was. And, like, that has brought her, like, goodness and taught her self-worth. And you're like, that's not how it works, though. No, exactly. <laughs> and it's not even, like, the fact that it's, like, him giving her goodness. Not even, like, he helped her find goodness within herself. Like, it's just so bullshit. Right. But no, like, that goodness is something that a man can hold and, like, bequeath to yeah, you. <laughs> without it, you would have nothing. Like, he just gave you, like, a plant that you can now grow. Like, it's, like, so fucking bullshit. But no, my other... Just some misogynistic nonsense. Yeah. Well, no, the other thing that really worries me um, and what I was going to like kind of talk about a little bit earlier is like every time we check in with Marianne, she's in a worse position. Like, so that scares me at the end of the book because I haven't seen enough growth on her own, like without Connell to suggest that she's not going to just end up in a terrible fucking situation. I have a little bit more faith in, um, in that in the TV show because of the way they did that final conversation. But in the fucking book, like, if they were to add another chapter, who the fuck is she going to date now? No one good. <laughs> right. And you know she's going to date someone because, like, that's kind of the dynamic they've set up. Well, and then because, exactly because they've said it, like, Sally Rooney has set it up that, like, this is how she finds any sem- semblance of self- self-worth self yeah. is through a dude. Um, yeah, but like, that's actually like a way that I think Sally Rooney could have salvaged this a little bit for me is if there was a final, final chapter where it's just Marianne on her own doing her shit, not being lonely, you know, like, yeah, but no, we never get to see that. Yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, just as one final, um, like so i read this article this review um from npr book reviews mm-hmm. um like it explores and or no sorry this one was the new york times one that says like sally rooney's normal normal people explores intense love across social classes so like one other aspect of all of this that we haven't really gotten into too much is yeah. like so how marianne and connell sort of come to know each other and then like develop this relationship in high school is that like Marianne comes from sort of like the rich family on the hill of their small Irish town um and Connell's single mom actually like works in her house as like a maid or housekeeper of some sort yeah um and so like it's like it would be like Connell goes to pick up his mom and that like at Marianne's house and that's sort of how they start to interact um and I think like basically this article is just trying to pose it like this is like some great commentary on like social class and 
I just, aside from those two facts and, like, then the fact that, like, so, like, when they're in their small town, obviously, Connell is, like, big fish, small pond, super cool bro, like, you know what I mean? He's, like, you know, he fits in, like, that's his world, mm -hmm. and then, like, Marianne is the odd person out, and then when they go off to college, it, you know, in Dublin, like, big city life, right? Like, because she's the wealthy one, like, she fits in better there, and she is able to assimilate better to that world and that's that's like her world whereas like connell really struggles and doesn't do well which is why like you implied like does it make sense that he would go to new york city because that's going to be even harder yeah. i would think but like i don't i guess i don't really get like am i missing other commentary on social class that existed no, <laughs> i think there's like a moment where like she doesn't fully understand how getting a scholarship will like change his life you know and that's it I think yeah. I will give her credit for like, it does add the fact that they have different home life, like adds like an extra layer to their relationship. And I actually do appreciate that she decided to make like Marianne, like from the more affluent home, just because like, if, if it, if the situation had been reversed and like, Connell had been like the one from like the big house on the hill, it would have just felt like very John Hughes, uh, yeah. pretty and pink like I've seen I've seen that movie before like girl from the wrong side of the checks it would just add to like the fact that like she's an outcast blah 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 this at least like added a, a different dynamic to things but I don't think you can give her points more than that like yeah it did flesh out the characters a little bit but it didn't really feel like a commentary on class differences Right. Like, exactly. Except for, like, the extreme moment of privilege where she's like, oh, I don't understand why a scholarship would be meaningful to you. <laughs> I know. It's been pretty hard on Connell because, like, I think maybe in part because he's set up to be, like, such a, you know, like, the dream. And you're like, no, that's not my dream. And in part probably yeah. because, like, as, like, girls who are interested in guys were probably viewing him as, like, a romantic prospect and, like, assessing right. that way and being like, oh, fuck no. Marianne definitely has her issues, too. I just, like, became more... She's not great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, this book. Um, so... <laughs> um, it's also worth noting that I was... I was on the dating apps and I definitely scared a dude off with my aversion to normal people. <laughs> like he had to like put it in his profile and I like decided it would be a great way to start things off just by being like, um, confession, I hated that book. And then he asked me why. And I basically went into this whole rant and he just did not get it, Kelly. Like I'm looking, I was like explaining about the end and how awful the end is. And he was like, I mean, that's just how she's feeling in the moment, question mark. Seems like a, the way a young adult would potentially feel in that moment, especially someone who struggles with the self-image stuff like Marianne. I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I was just like, I was really frustrated because I feel like the whole book is 200 pages of miscommunication that then ends in like this big miscommunication or maybe not even miscommunication, but poor communication around this graduate degree thing. And it goes, poor communication between Marianne and Connell. And I was just like, did we read the same fucking book? <laughs> anyway, this is why I can't be expected to date. <laughs> oh my God. I, yeah, I guess. And I think that that's exactly like, I, I don't know if what we're missing is like, like, we want, like, a Jane Austen-esque 
like the characters like actually fucking communicate and make sense and like <laughs> there is like resolution and like we're just like like not getting that and that's why we're mad and like there are people who are like oh but like this is realistic and this is how like people in real life would interact with each other when they're dating like and that's like they appreciate like the quote-unquote realness of this situation um i wonder if some of it is that like you and i like I think, yeah, if this had had, like, a happy ending, it would not be getting the reviews it's getting. You know, like, right. it's it's definitely, yeah, like, it, it, as much as we fucking hate the ending, the ending is probably what people, made people feel like, oh, this is revolutionary. Whereas, like, we just think it's shitty. <laughs> but well, because I think it, it's not, how is it revolutionary to just, like, not have an ending? Well, exactly. Like, I, I don't understand. Like, what an idea. What if I just, like, didn't write an ending for this fucking book? Like, that's, I don't find that to be revolutionary. It's just fucking lazy. Write a goddamn ending to your own book. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no ending and, and no quotations and like it's pretentious it's pretentious to be like i don't have an ending to my book so therefore it is like revolutionary and thoughtful and like yeah. super deep like you're like it doesn't no because like if anything like it it takes away from her whole argument like if her if the argument or the thesis of the book is like this is what realistic like true first love that is meaningful and deep and like betters both people is like then like her ending like takes away from that idea because like it does not provide and like it is proven by the fact that they fucking changed the ending on the tv show no i think so too that someone was like um this is actually bullshit and let's cut the line about like spreading out like his future spreading out in all directions i think right like the fact that they changed that proves that it is not a good ending like and i just I, just wonder, I wonder if there's a component of the fact that you and I actually, like, have read a lot of, like, young adult romances over the years, right? Or, like, yeah. college-age romances over the years. So I have read this book. Like, I have read a version of this book before. And the only right, well, thing that changes is the ending. And I wonder if it's people getting sucked into, like... The buzzy, like, exciting, like, ooh, it's a romance that, like, normally wouldn't read romances and then are like, but you know what? It's literary because, like, that ending. <laughs> okay, but, like, what, like, I guess, I, like, and, like, thinking back to, like, other, like, you know, sort of, like, young adult-ish, like, romances that we have read like i would argue that like red white and royal blue is more revolutionary than this book yeah. because there's a book about lgbtq plus characters that is inherently more revolutionary this is a book about a fucking heterosexual fucking white couple how is that revolutionary <laughs> like, I just you're forgetting about those class differences which were oh my god the class that just really you know adds something like it's just like bullshit yeah. it's not revolutionary it is no, two cisgender heterosexual white people yeah. sorry <laughs> you know delightful <laughs> if you i mean truly though if you don't use quotation marks you are the smartest person of 2019 i'm so that's what we learned from sally rooney uh, so i'm so glad you brought that up because that was like <laughs> one of my big points i'm reviewing my notes and the only thing we haven't touched on <laughs> i have a question where it's like how many bad quarantine bang haircuts has the tv show spawned <laughs> 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 honestly so many probably because <laughs> the character of Mary Ann like again in the tv shows is made to be like 
gorgeous. Like they give her like like this awkward braid in the in the like high school scenes where you can be like, oh yeah, yeah it is classic. She's all that where it's like, oh like a very blatantly conventionally attractive girl, and they're like, but she has a braid. I know, I know. <laughs> it's so classic. They don't even put glasses on her. <laughs> Like at least try. All in school uniforms, so you can't even be like, "Oh, it's the clothes." No, it's ridiculous. But she has like the actress is very pretty, and she has this great bang haircut. And all I can think of is the number of girls who are just super bored in quarantine that are like taking their scissors out and trying to recreate it, and you just know it's going to be a disaster. (laughs) Never cut your own bangs, friends. Just don't do it. Anyway, Kelly, thanks so much for reading this book. This has been so therapeutic for me. (laughs) I think I just really needed to get these feelings out into the universe so we can move on with our lives. Yeah, and now rather than just like, you know, text yelling all my feelings to random dudes on Bumble, I can just send them the link. I mean, I just think immediate red flag and disqualification from the dating pool if you thought that this book was anything except terrible. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't, you know, and I saw something that was like, I can't remember where it was, but I saw something that was like, because people have been like, oh, Sally Rooney is like the voice of her generation. And someone was like, the same way that Lena Dunham was the voice of our generation. And I was like, Yes. Uh, finally, someone that finally someone that agrees with us. No, totally. Well, also, can we just talk about how the phrase, like voice, like voice of like the generation, or you know, yeah. voice of their generation, is just like bullshit. Like yeah. that's not well, that's not possible. Yeah, like uh, the idea that like one one person can sum up like the human experience. Like, yeah, it definitely resonates with millennials, but that doesn't make it the definitive voice. Right, like it's a experience that our generation has had, but like, you know, probably not one of the better ones. I also just wanted to be like, who hurt you? (laughs) Sally Rooney, who hurt you? Who hurt? Like, is this secretly about Sally Rooney's high school boyfriend and she's trying to defend him? I just kind of assumed, right? Like, that, like, part of the reason that, like, Connell is idealized is it's like some dude or some amalgamation of a dude from life in which case sally rooney it's okay get to get some help yeah exactly (laughs) it's not just for connell you can talk to somebody about it (laughs) you can do much better than this bro just you know anyway we believe in you i feel like it's possible we had listeners that like really loved this book and so i want to like apologize a little bit we you know we all have things that we love and we all obviously have things that we don't love and this was just our attempt to like get an alternate perspective out there into the world (laughs) alice i think that you are incredibly generous if you are a listener that liked this book i have no apology And I want an explanation of why you liked it. I need reasons. I need an explanation. <laughs> I mean, that would be interesting. <laughs> no, I mean, I understand your sentiment and I appreciate it. But yeah, I, it's just, it's hard for me to wrap my mind around why anyone enjoyed this book. But. <laughs> Such is life. This I was saying uh, to someone last night that this maybe tops for me, which uh, prior to this event, um, my most hated book of all time was A Prayer for Owen Meany. And I 
I think that normal people might have taken its place. Wait, really? <laughs> now I actually feel kind of proud that I introduced you to it. Um, <laughs> you know, you know how much I hate a peripheral in me. No, my sister actually really liked that book. I fell Why? in the middle. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Could not tell you. It was also very long, and there was something about an armadillo. It was very. It was just the worst, and I hated it. <laughs> uh, yes. Well, thank you for being the best and reading a book that was so awful with me. It my pleasure. My pleasure. I really <laughs> did feel like I was going insane. So, like having you there to like text, like really helped me get through a, a dark time. <laughs> no, I'm always here for you, Alice. No problem. Okay. Um. So yeah, if you re have read Normal People or watched the show, let us know. Did you love it? Did you hate it? Tell us the answer. All right. Good times. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye.